Welcome to Anything But Routine, presented by Just For Kicks. This podcast covers everything and anything dance. Stay up to date with the podcast by hitting the subscribe button. Okay, everybody, it is five o'clock, and so we we will start right on time. And we're so happy you tuned in for this bowl game meeting. And this is one thing we've one thing we've learned over COVID is that we can meet with people from all over and get the job done and answer your questions. And so that's going to be great. I'm Cindy Clout. This is Amanda, and Amanda does everything with the bowl game. It's like a large part of her job. So. And we just want to welcome you, and we are talking about next, this coming bowl game, and I know some of you are even for the following year. Uh, The first thing I just wanted to talk about is with COVID, it's certainly uncertain times, and we know that. We are uh, proceeding forward full steam ahead, and I actually have Blake Guthrie, who is from the Outback Bowl, and he's going to talk a little bit about it from his side because he works on this full-time all year. And I just have to give a little shout-out to all the Minnesota people that his uncle was Mark is Mark Guthrie, who was the pitcher in the World Series when the Twins won the World Series, and he was the ball, bat boy, ball and bat boy, or whatever you call it, for the Twins. Right, Blake? So take it away. Uh-oh, now he's going to go get his jersey, I think, because I had to bring that up. But that's his Minnesota connection, which is kind of neat. So... Look at that. There's his Aww. twins jersey. So the if I was still 12, I could have worn it. But I don't we're think 12. Isn't that so cute? So anyway, Blake is going to just talk World Series championship jersey. So Oh, that's cool. So tell us about um, what's happening with the Outback Bowl right now. Um, I think uh, what we're playing on right now is, again, we are out of the office. Uh, we're not going back probably for a week or two. Um, but as I mentioned earlier, the state of Florida is opening back up. It's in phases right now. We're in phase one, uh, going into phase two, uh, we think on Monday, uh, I don't, the governor uh, DeSantis here has said that any sports team that wants to come to Florida is more than welcome. Uh, so right now we're at 25% at restaurants, uh, our hair salons have opened back up our nail salons. Uh, we expect tomorrow for him to open up gyms as well as go to 50% in terms of uh, restaurants. Um, but for the Outback Bowl, um, again, we are still planning on uh, December or sorry, January 1st uh, with everything leading up in December, uh, have a kickoff as is. Um, obviously, as if people that are following along or reading uh, what's coming from the universities, uh, it's still up in the air. Um, we are Following along, the decision is going to come from the conferences, the presidents of the universities, uh, not the football coaches and ADs. So anybody that tries to make a prediction right now uh, is just making a prediction. We're, we're in a wait-and-see period. Uh, we are, again, full blast into event planning right now for that uh, January 1st kickoff. Uh, but we do not expect anybody at the conference or the school – level to make any kind of announcement until mid June to early July. All right. Uh, so then a whole wait and see. Um, a lot of people are making predictions over the last month or so. 
Uh, again, if you're following along with it closely, they've stopped. They're saying we do not have enough information to tell you when the season's going to start. Um, again, right now the season is the first weekend in September uh, where the season would start. So, again, we're expecting everything to go as planned, but until we hear an announcement, that, that's just what it is. We're, we're, we're going forward and just seeing how everything progresses in terms of testing. Um, obviously, we're, we're dealing with people across the country, not just here in Florida. Uh, so I wish we had an announcement right now, but even my boss on a daily basis will, will call us and says, all we can do is wait. Uh, but we're looking forward to having everybody here uh, whenever that is. Um, and, and I will say, too, on behalf of the Outback Bowl, our number one thing since this started, I think we left the office on March 19th, was we're not doing anything that's not safe for our people. And that is anybody that's from Just for Kicks to our Bright Spark band people, to our players, to our sponsors and members across the board. If it's not safe, we're not going to play. Um, and we're just planning on, yes, January 1st is when we're going. Uh, and if that changes over the next six weeks, uh, obviously, you guys will be the first to know. Um, but it has been positive, I would say, in terms of, especially the SEC uh, and the Big Ten, in terms of announcements they've made over the last few weeks that, again, obviously, college football is very important um, to each of these universities and athletic departments, but safety is number one to all of us. And if it's not safe, it's not going to happen. But, again, like I said from the very beginning, we are planning on January 1st, and we act like it every single day. All right. Well, we appreciate you coming on and just talking to us. And um, I'll just appreciate it so much, Blake. And we'll just kind of move forward and start talking about what we need to talk about. And you can hang out as long as you want. Absolutely. So, I'm here to Yeah, thank questions you. Too. All right. If you have any questions for Blake. Um, and you can, I think, type questions in too, because Amanda can look at them and read them and answer them to me or <laughs> relay them to me. Okay, so the first thing we wanted to say is our payments for Outback Bowl aren't due until August 20th. So we have a lot of time here to um, figure out what's going on before you actually have to commit. So I wanted to make sure you knew that. And in terms of airline flights, the, the good news is they're really cheap right now. The flights are cheaper than I've ever seen them, inexpensive. Uh, but would you want to book them? I don't know because, you know, we're in that zone where we don't know right now. So that's just something to think about. Um, when you are planning your, and, and some of you I know are not going this year, but the next year. So I'm just going to talk in general terms. When you are booking your airline tickets to go to the Outback Bowl, there's two ways you can do it. You can either do group travel where your whole group is on the same plane and you all go together. And we go through a company uh, named Traveler's Fair. You do not have to do that, but they just have worked with us for over 25, 30 years. So they kind of get it and know what we're doing. And when you go through group travel, it generally is a little more expensive than if you're finding a flight here and a flight there and a flight here. I kind of compare it to if you need like 50 pairs of the same shoes, you sometimes would pay more money than if you were buying a pair on sale. So when you're all together, sometimes you pay a little more, but you don't all have to go together. There are certain conveniences to group travel airfare. The one thing is like, say um, I had booked a ticket and I could not go, then Amanda could use my ticket because you can swap names on group travel tickets. 
You cannot swap names on a normal ticket. You would just be out the ticket, you know, depending on how or you like have a hefty fee to or have a hefty change fee. And if you, you know, and if you do that, um, like if you book points, you can usually change your ticket easily, but if you're paying for it, it's a little harder. So if you have any questions on airline tickets, I think the advantage to uh, booking together, if you have a group of 30 or something, is that you can really track everybody. You could ride a bus to the airport together, depending. Like my kids come from northern Minnesota or central Minnesota to drive to Minneapolis. We all go on a bus together. And then we don't have any parking. We don't, you know, we get dropped off there. And then they are, they when they get to Tampa, they're all together. And we, just for kicks, will bus you from the airport to the hotel. Tampa International. From Tampa International Airport. So if you fly into other airports like Orlando or St. Pete's, Pete's, we will not be able to pick you up because it's far for us to go. You still could do that if you got a way cheaper airline ticket. You could go to one of those other airports and take your own, um, like an Uber or your own transportation to get to our hotel. Know that if you do fly individually, and like we can't we pick up groups when they go into tampa and if it's like like say your group of 30 all decided to go on 30 different flights then you'd be on your own to get to the hotel but know that it is so close the hotel is so close to the airport that it would be very inexpensive to take a taxi or to take a uber okay and then sometimes if your flight, individual flight lands in our shuttle schedule, we will kind of squeeze you in there or whatever if you're in there. For sure, yeah. Because a lot of the Sun Country and Delta flights that are coming out of Minneapolis, for example, are completely full of our district people. On it's kind of cool. It's kind of fun. Um, now, when to go, our trip, our actual tour goes from the 28th of December until January 3rd. And... A lot of people fly in on the 27th and decide to pay for an extra night at the hotel because sometimes your airline um, ticket would be less expensive on the 27th. So you could check out both dates and then the kids get another day to get rested after their travel and they don't have to go right into the thick of it, you know, because we are busy when we're there. So I, I often suggest if you can come in a day early, do it. You're going to pay a little bit more for your room. Divided by four, it's not that bad, you know, but then you get another extra day in paradise. So on the so on the 28th is the real official arrival. And then on the 29th, we have practice in the morning. We practice outdoor. Can I go back to the 28th? A lot of people ask what time they need to be oh, there on the 28th. Um, so the first thing that we do is 6 o'clock, any coaches or studio owners, um, between 6 and 7 o'clock, we have a little informational welcome meeting for any of, any of those people. And then at 8 o'clock, we start our first practice and our opening meeting. So you'd want to make sure that you were – landed at the hotel or at the airport and able to get transportation and unpack and do all your things by the time that eight o'clock start time is. And earlier is better because if you have any delays or anything, it really stresses the kids out to be running in the hotel. Um, Another thing to know is when you, if you do get there really early on the 28th, you probably won't get your room keys until three or four sometimes five because um, they're checking in all the rooms at the same time. So we usually suggest go to the pool, go to the mall, go out to eat and come back and the tickets will, or the room keys will be ready. And what happens with that is it depends on how full the hotel is the night before because 
um, guests can check out up until noon and then housekeeping has to clean all of the rooms. So they have from noon to four to get everything cleaned up, um, for everyone to come check in. So depending on how full the hotel is before, typically it's sold out. So we're waiting, you know, for those rooms to get cleaned. We stay at two different hotels on most years. Some years we've gone up to four hotels if on a big, big year. So I don't anticipate this will be a big year, but we probably will be at two hotels. And okay, so one is the Hilton and one is Hotel Alba. Hotel Alba and they're both very nice. So, um, and you guys don't get to decide where you go. We, Amanda, I shouldn't say we, places teams in rooms and it's kind of like a puzzle like you have a room and we we put everybody in the hotel room so everybody from your community would be in the same hotel we make sure of that so you don't have to worry about that um so on the 29th it's practice in the morning and we practice outdoor on a football field and we're there till about noon and then we go to bush gardens and bush gardens is is kind of a highlight for the kids roller coasters, animals, you could look on it online. And then on the 30th, we do practice in the morning again. And then that afternoon, we, and evening, we have two shifts on the dinner cruise, depending on the size. If we're smaller, it'll be one shift on the dinner cruise, but we buy out the whole yacht starship and pretty much have it to ourselves on most years. It's three floors. It's probably one of the kids' favorite things. Mm-hmm. I think they get to get dressed up, and it's a nice meal, and there's dancing with a DJ on top, so they really love that. And then on the 31st, which is New Year's Eve, we have band practice. with. So that day we're with the band. The first two days we practice with music that we just have on sound systems. And we usually do what we call A-B choreography. Like the Hilton is one chorea- one group of kids. The Alba is another group. And they're doing their own thing on separate fields. And then they come together on the band day to do the halftime show. And one thing different about what Just for Kicks does compared to any other bowl game is our kids get to be in the pregame and the halftime. If you went to like the Citrus Bowl, the kids would get to do the pregame or the halftime where our kids get to do both. And I, I think it's a much, you know, I've worked at the citrus bowl at the orange bowl, two years, citrus bowl, two years. I was at the, um, God, I'm forgetting all these bowls, the toilet bowl, no, the holiday bowl out in California. And, and this bowl, the kids get to do more. And so, and I also feel Tampa is just such a great destination for the kids because it's so close to Disney, plus it has bush gardens, plus it has the beach. So it's like everything all rolled into one. So back to beach day. I didn't, did I say beach day oh, yet? We're still on band practice. Okay, we're still on band practice day. So we do band practice in the morning, and usually there's about a thousand band kids playing our music surrounding us the whole way around. It's so loud and so neat. And then after that practice, we go to the beach, and we go to Clearwater Beach, which is rated one of the top 10 beaches in the world, I believe. And then that night is our New Year's Eve celebration. And what we do that night is we just have like a buffet, right? No, nope, not no, no, not that night. Cause that's now switched to the cruise. They taught a combo last year. Oh yeah. We taught a dance combo. Uh, Amanda and I no. um, <laughs> there was a dance combo party. And then we also had like a little dance and a little talent show. So everybody can show what they brought from home. Then on January 1st, we try to get the kids to bed early on New Year's Eve, which sounds like a bummer, but 
Um, we always say it's New Year's Eve somewhere and we can go early and we ring it in like at seriously 10, 10 o'clock because you got to get up so dang early. Like the kids got to get up at about five, right? Yeah, I think breakfast was 5.30. So we, I would make New Year's at eight o'clock if I could, but I don't know if the kids would go for that. But so anyway, on New Year's Day game day, now is that our big breakfast? No. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So we do a buffet breakfast that day. And all the other days, I didn't talk about breakfast. We do breakfast. No, no, no. That's not that. Game day's at the field. The next day. Yeah, season. next day. Okay, so all the days, except for Disney Day, we do breakfast at the field, and it's to let the kids sleep a little longer and to make their package a little less expensive because hotel breakfasts are so expensive. So we actually have a crew of guys that come down. They lay out the whole breakfast, and it's stuff like cereal, orange juice, fruit, yogurt, bagels, bagels, muffins, and they just get to go through a line and stick it into a little bag, whatever they want. They can take whatever they want, milk, you know, and then they go eat it at the field. And it's just kind of quicker because you get so tired on this tour. And then the only day that we do the big hotel breakfast is the day that we go to, to um, Disney. Disney. Okay. So back to game day. So game day, we practice with the band again, and we then skedaddle out of there as fast as we can. We have it down to science. Our, ba our buses have to park. So they're the first ones out of the probably 50 band buses. And some years, you guys, we've had 26 buses, just us. So it's quite the thing. So anyway, we because we have to do pregame and the band is only doing halftime. So we get out of there quite fast and get over to the stadium. Most of the days, parents get to hang back at the hotel. We have a separate breakfast over there for them a lot of days. All the days. Except All the one. days. She knows what she's talking about. I generally don't. Um, so parents, you don't have to come over to the field. The only day that you do is game bowl day. game day because we can't get you into the game otherwise. And for you that day, it's a lot of hurry up and wait because we got to get the kids over there who are the most important people on the tour. And then you can just, mul you know, there's a lot of tailgating. There's so much to watch over there. So getting over there early is great unless it's raining. And then you could always stay on the bus, right? So um, let's see, January 2nd, we either go to Disney or Universal Studios. You get to choose. And with COVID right now, Disney's closed, but they say they're opening on, I don't know, I've heard, I've heard December and I've heard January 1st. So if it's January 1st, we'll be the first ones back in there. <laughs> and then, right? yeah, like two days later. And then departure is on January 3rd. So when you ask the kids after the bowl game, what was their favorite thing? It's not Disney. It's not Bush. It's not the beach. It's the actual bowl game performance. That's what we hear over and over. There's about 60,000 fans watching them. It's pretty exciting walking out onto that field. And so that's probably the most important thing that they enjoy. It's really important to us that they learn the routines really well before they get there. We will send that out around Thanksgiving. Yeah, around Thanksgiving. So you won't get it as early as you think. So I just wanted to go over pricing and package stuff a little bit. Um, so we have four different options for packages for the tour. There's a quad occupancy, which means four people in your room. Um, the prices is individual, so it would be per person. Uh, so a lot of people send the question in, is that that price divided by four people? No, it's for, you know, it's each person. What a quad occupancy would mean would mean you get a room with two beds, two double beds, um, and they're not queen beds. So just know that they're like the little bit smaller ones. 
Then a triple occupancy is three people in your room. It's a little bit higher. And when we do those, we usually do either two beds if we have those available and they haven't been used with the quad occupancy, or we have a king bed and a pullout couch or a rollaway. So that would be your what, what you'd be getting with a triple. Double occupancy is two per room. Typically that's gonna be a king bed. I know a lot of people go with like a um, parent and a child and they always are asking for the doubles, but we have to use those first for the quads and then the triples. And then if I have any left over, it'll go down to the doubles. Um, and then single occupancy is only available to non-performers. We don't allow dancers to be in rooms by themselves. So you'll want to just make sure you know that. We don't have any uh, regulations on dancer or parent situation. There's a lot of times where dancers will go in one room and the parents will be in the other. It's, it's up to your coach or director on how they're wanting to do the rooming list. We don't have anything that says that parent has to be in the room, but they do have to have a chaperone, you know, like on there with them. Okay, so then younger dancers do have to have a parent in the room, depending on the age. Um, like the second, for, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think parents would have second graders. Yeah, yeah, right. That. But I'm just saying. Yeah, we're, we're not taking responsibility for the second graders, right? At that, how much they are? What? What? Are you know how much the rooms are? So the room price. This is so getting into this. So with the with the rate for the package, what it includes, it'll include seven days and six nights in the hotel. It includes all your taxes and service and gratuities, except for to any of the um, hotel bell people or shipping the shipping shuttles, the shuttles and things like that. Um, and then any room service fees obviously would be extra on your on the side of that. Um, airport and hotel transportation with your flights booked into Tampa International. Um, so if you go anywhere else, you are on your own that way. Your Bush Garden ticket, your Disney World and Universal theme park ticket. One or the other. One or the other. Your Outback Bowl game ticket, Clearwater Beach excursion. It includes five breakfasts, two lunches, and two dinners. Um, the dinner cruise ticket, an award ceremony at the hotel. Um, all of our motor, motor coach services to all events, and they are coach buses, not school buses, so they're nice. I just have to, I have to just say something about coach buses. We've had parents before go, well, I'm not going to ride the bus. I'm going to rent a car. And they do it, and then they're like, oh, my gosh, I was so stupid. Because the bus will just – you can just sit there and relax. And the bus will – like, say we're at Bush Gardens. They drop us at the door. And if you drive in your rental car, you got to park in lot, lot 82 and take a shuttle to come in. And, and pay for parking. And pay for parking. And, you know, like, just the bus parking alone is very expensive for us. I think it's 150 a bus at – Raymond James or, you know, I mean, so the motor coach service is one of the biggest pluses of this because we drive them everywhere and you just get dropped off where you're going. So, and we shuttle, shuttle back and we'll get all that information to you. So it's not like everyone goes and everyone comes back at the same time. Like if you want to go early, there's early buses. And we have it organized. <laughs> um, so then it also includes all the choreography and costumes. And the only thing with costuming is a lot of times we don't include the tights and shoes depending on the year of what's going on because a lot of dancers already have those. So it's, it was, it was trickled down where it's like, I don't want to buy tights. I already have them. So we ended up making that an extra thing on the side. So that's just something that you would just bring on your own. Um, access to the YouTube choreography links, all your field instructions, staff, staff,
staffing on the tour for the whole time. Everyone gets a tour t-shirt and a bag that comes with it and then all the prop rental fees. And I'm sure I'm missing some things in there, but it's just, and so the thing it doesn't include, which you have to remember is your airfare or your travel down there if you're going to drive or whatever. So, um, includes all that stuff, the hotel and everything, just not your airfare. And I think I attached a booklet to all of your emails. We sent out a second email to everybody. I missed one parent sending them a, and it was one in the last two days sending them a booklet because I sent it from my phone and I couldn't get it to attach, but everybody else should have got a little booklet that has all that info in it. Okay. So then we wanted to talk about fun. Have you gone through prices and stuff for fundraising? So I just usually um, in every town, they do it a little bit different, but we have guidelines for all our just for kicks people on how to do the fundraising because we've learned it the hard way, how to do it. And we have systems that work and we have one person in our office. She tracks the fundraising all the time. And like, let's say a local team from Kalamazoo, Michigan is fundraising. Usually one or two parents will kind of head that up. And the director is involved in, in ways of just kind of overseeing. But a couple things we recommend is nobody ever counts money alone. You always have two people in on it. You put it in an envelope, you seal the envelope with tape and you both sign it and turn it in. That's for your protection. Um, we've had people get accused of stealing before and we've had people steal before. So it's smart to really cover yourself. And then the other thing we suggest is fewer, larger fundraisers. Don't do a million fundraisers and make a little amount at each one. You should tell about your brat sale. So I, my daughters went to the Outback Bowl and um, I since I am running a lot of this stuff, I just was asked to attend a fundraiser and I didn't really know what was going on with it. I took two days off of work. So 16 hours of work off to have myself and my daughters work at this brat fundraiser. That you tried to talk them out of. I did try to talk them out of it because it sounded like one, too many people were working at it. And two, it, I just couldn't imagine making enough money for this to be anything worth it. And it wasn't, we each made $8. So Think so through 16 your, bucks. Through, <laughs> glad you took off two days of work. Think oh. through your fundraisers and think about large scale profit and individual profit so that, you know, like if one or two people were doing a brat sale, it would have been a good fundraiser. But with 30 people doing it, it's not a good fundraiser. So you kind of have to think um, large scale and think about profits. And we kept individual accounts on each dancer going and we did that so it would ensure that they really worked hard and everybody was credited for what they did. If a parent did not want to do fundraising, then they just could pay in and they didn't have to do the fundraising because some people that are extremely busy would rather not do the fundraising and just pay it in. Like you say, you might have taken up more work than you Mm -hmm. did for the fundraising. And so know that once we get these links in for the Outback Bowl, you can start making payments at any time. And anything that's made before the August 20th date is fully refundable. Um, So if you want to start paying on it all through the summer and, you know, just putting little chunks in every paycheck or whatever, you can certainly do that. And then know that um, you have until August 20th to decide if you're going or not Mm -hmm. going. Um, and then I don't know, we'll probably talk about this a little later, like a cancellation because there's someone with a question. Okay. And like truthfully, normally after August 20th, we don't do a refund on, if, the, initial on the initial 300. And um, 
it's just hard to say right now because our problem is we have to commit to the hotels. In fact, we've already put money down with the hotels for next year to hold these rooms. So if it gets too close in, like, like then it would be hard. And this obviously is a very unusual circumstance. So, you know, we were even talking today, maybe we'd have to do something like trip insurance this year or something, add that on so that we would have that because of that. And that's actually something we should probably check on, mm -hmm. but we haven't yet. So um, we can do that. Um, so no, like there's a, someone that asked a question, like, what do they do if it spikes again? Or if there's, like, we are we going to offer that? We don't know that right now. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's, unfortunate that that's our answer but that's where we're at right now yeah and we can try to you know I think we'll know a lot more by August 15th I do I feel like stuff will either settle down or you know so but just know that any money that you pay right now is fully refundable up until that August 20th date and then when we know more what's going on we can we'll we might be coming back with a trip insurance situation that we can do or whatever you know as we move down and now road. just to let you know like um our New York trip that got canceled in June, we were able to refund 100% of everybody's money. One um, we just did today. So most people have it already. We believe it or not, we're our staff. All they're doing right now is refunds, and it's all day long. It's very depressing. It's all day long. No money's coming in, but there's a lot going out, and it, it takes a while to get to it with that many kids. But we were we refunded 100% of the money for the New York trip, but the hotels let us out of all of ours, and the Broadway shows let us out because they're not even having Broadway shows. So we were able to get out of it. So that was great. And we would never, like, if, if we could get out of it, we're going to give it back to our, our clients for sure. So um, back to your fundraising, some people start a year ahead and start keeping it in their account. And, you know, like, let's say you got to August 15th and you couldn't go, you in, you could keep it in for the following year if you chose to or have it refunded. So it will show up itemized. Um, one thing that we, we keep the fundraising account separate from the kids account until they're ready to go. And then we and that's merge it over. Yep. That's something that comes <clears throat> up quite a bit because when you register, you're going to have that fee in there, the large fee in your dancer account. So if you're also a dancer with just for kicks, you're going to show that you owe a bunch of money. It doesn't send out emails um, until November that payments are due and it doesn't um, go with like a late fee or anything like that. Um, Krista also only moves fundraising over one time. So she moves it over once you're completely finished with all of your fundraising. So you'll have to check with your coach or your studio owner on what your balance actually is because she will, Krista will share that with her. And the parents that are, or the director, whoever's running the fundraising, they have to give the itemized breakdown list to Krista or she doesn't know. And sometimes we're stuck in the middle between the program not turning in the correct data to us and then having to answer the parent phone calls. So usually your account phone calls would go to your fundraising person directly until it gets moved over into your account, right? Jill, Jill, Jill Lentz sent something. Just send me an email. Will you send me an email reminding me on that? And I'll do that for you. <laughs> okay, what other questions do people have? Um, it says the money was sent in the fundraising already. Is that refundable as well? Yeah, so anything that you paid in for 
before that August 20th date would be refunded. Oh, someone just said their New York trip I money has not been refunded. Oh, okay. Yeah, we did one today. So sometimes if you, we, whatever comes to the top of the list, we get to. So you, we may not have gotten to everybody yet, but um, we're going to is what yeah. I mean. And somebody asked if you mm -hmm. drive to Florida, which a lot of people do, mm -hmm. um, you can leave your car at the hotel and then um, you'll just have to let us know I'll obviously know who's driving because they're not flying and won't have flight information, but then we just let the hotels know so then that you have a car there. Um, and then just going over a couple of these frequently asked questions, there's there are two age divisions for the choreography. One is the younger group of second through fifth grade, and the other is sixth grade and older. All the time we get the question of, oh, my fifth grader really wants to be in the sixth grade group, and we just don't do it. And I'll just tell you, my two granddaughters last year were... Sixth grade, right? Yep. And did they finally get to go? In that the was the first time. That was the first time in the big group, and they've been there every year since kindergarten. And of course, they're gifted. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. But you know how everyone thinks their child is gifted. We didn't move those two up, my two granddaughters. So if they're not getting moved up, you know, we're not pulling strings for anybody, right? And, and the 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 older group, it is a longer schedule and way it's, longer and day. it's tiring, and the kids just can't physically handle it. And you'd think that they can. But, but they, they, can't. they can't. So really smart, though, to learn the routines really well before you get there, especially the younger group. Really learn the – if they want to be in the pregame, they got to really learn it. So, um, And then the other question that I wanted to talk about was um, people – always are asking how they can get um, extra tickets for things. The Outback Bowl, um, anybody extra coming can go to Ticketmaster.com and order their tickets from there. They just want to make sure they're sitting on the Big Ten side. Um, and our tickets are usually up in the third level. So just we so call you know. it like the nosebleed section. <laughs> That's where you are. But they're great. Anyway, so it, actually they got us from around the corner to like on the kind of front part. So that's nice. Um, so just know that they want to sit on the Big Ten side. They can order their ticket on their own. They're going to have to drive themselves over there. Um, they can't ride on our buses because that's a perk for our tour participants yeah. and park their cars and then they'll have to drive, you know, get themselves out of there. And then any other things, we don't sell partial packages for anything like this no, except for commuters that are in Florida. And that's just a different situation. Like Tampa. They mm -hmm. have to be in Tampa area because it won't work otherwise. It's just too tiring. So it's hard to keep track and it's just, and we want to keep the integrity of the tour and know that you guys are getting what you paid for and people aren't sneaking into things and stuff like that. So it will be the grade they're in next, this coming fall. That's the grade that we go by. Yeah. Good. How about any other questions that we're not thinking of? Anybody that's on the bowl gate or has been on the tour before that's on here, you can say things that you might've wished you would have known or add questions. Um, oh, so I know when graduating seniors that want to go to the thing. Yeah. We've go. had a lot of people ask if graduating seniors, since they didn't get to have their end of the year nationals or their graduation ceremony, could they add on this coming year? Absolutely. We would love to have them. That would be so super. Um, that would be great. The other thing I didn't mention is we we have such a – I'm really proud of the system we developed. We, had, we actually had it made overseas, but it's like a scanning app that every kid has a bracelet on or a neck thing. Yeah, it's a neck thing now. It used to be a bracelet. And we scan them as they're getting on the bus and as they're getting up, as they're going into practice, as they're going out, they get scanned. And we can know, like, when we're ready to leave and go somewhere, we're like, we're missing, you know, Susie Q from 
Kalamazoo and we can find her. And yeah, I always use the word Kalamazoo. And I had a lady on my call the other day from Kalamazoo and I'm like, Oh, I got to quit doing that. Um, so anyway, so we can know which kids missing and it's really, really great. So they kind of feel like cattle sometimes, but you know, um, somebody had asked if you have to buy a ticket for the bowl game, if you're on the tour, your ticket's included. Yeah. That's so if you're registered with us for the Outback Bowl tour, your ticket's included. So everything that we go to as a group is included in your package. Okay. So yeah, she's running to make a call. So what else? Um, this will be my third year going to the Outback Bowl. We love it. Can't wait. I think, you guys, I think one of the coolest things about the Outback Bowl is that you get to know um, all of us from Just for Kicks, and you get to know other people, and it really is organized. It's the staff that we have go down, goes down. I think we have about 25 staff go every year from Minnesota, and everybody does the same job pretty much. So it's like we hit the ground running and they know where they're going and it's organized. And we, we really take pride in having it run as great as possible. So any other questions? Amanda, if you're calling Joel, he's golfing. Oh, yes. Yeah. He's I just was checking on the links to find out if when they were going to be ready. We don't know when the links will be ready. So <clears throat> hopefully soon. Yeah, hopefully soon. So what other questions? Anything, anybody? My daughter, um, she, I don't know, I, I said the question a couple of times, but you might have missed it. She graduates, and if she goes, if we do fundraising, will she have an account to put the money into? It'll be her same account. Same account. Oh, yeah. it'll still be open? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. You'll it's open forever. She can take adult class when she's Yeah, <laughs> we have people take adult class. What are you talking about? Yeah, so it's great. So I'm kidding, by the way. So that's the other thing. We when do we like, go ahead? We have money down. When's the latest? August 20th. Okay. August 20th. Yep. And we like to have fun when we're there. We really um, try to make it fun and have fun. We love to have fun people go and make it fun event for everybody. Yeah. Well, I think that's about it. Anybody else have a question? A lot of people are asking about their fundraising money. Um, so fundraising money, will it's in a general fund. And like you're under Brainer just for kicks, for example. Um, and then separated by dancer if you have individual dance things. Um, if for some reason you drop, it's up to your coach or studio owner how to handle that those funds. Some give it back to the person. Some split it amongst the group. It's up to whatever... Most don't give it back. They split it with the group because you've raised it in the name of going to the Outback Bowl. So when you drop, people that maybe supported you would not have appreciated that. So usually each community comes up with a rule with those parents when you have that initial meeting. And if they don't, tell them to. Yeah, that's a great Because that's plan. a so big source of arguments, I think, when um, <laughs> stuff isn't clear on that. Excuse me, allergies. Um, so if anything closes like dinner cruise, Disney, something like that, we will either find a replacement, um, mm -hmm. venue to visit, or we'll have, we'll refund those portions for those tickets. And that's just something that we'll have to mm -hmm. do. And then like, if they announce Blake might need to take that, if they announce that they'll be playing without fans, <laughs> I don't know. They're not going to do that. Are they Blake? Sorry, I was reading, reading the comments. Um, yeah. Again, they could do that. I, I don't know yeah. what 
in terms of college football in general, um, I really don't think that they would play without fans because how important it is uh, to the bottom lines of the colleges. Um, they could. And obviously that's if that scenario were to happen uh, for the whole college football season, uh, obviously that's something that we have to look at and determine what's going to happen from there on out. Um, but like I said, I think from the very beginning is unless something, again, we all don't know what's going to be happening here uh, in the next few months, but uh, we expect uh, a, a green light here by uh, July 1st, uh, middle of June in terms of when we're playing. But as everybody has in the back of their head, if we have another spike, then what happens? We don't know. Um, we don't but I know have a crystal that, ball, right? Yeah, like, we don't have a crystal ball. We're just we're going along like we are playing. Uh, if we're not, we have to figure it out. And all of our partners that we've worked with, uh, all the events, we just had to we had to cancel our 800 person uh, Saddlebrook event a couple weeks ago, fully refunded. Um, all of our events that we're doing as a whole, like it's the same thing. If if we cannot. Uh, have these events because we don't have a game. We expect full refunds. Um, I, I wouldn't expect any hotel in Tampa uh, to say otherwise. Uh, but we're again, we are positive. We're going on. Um, if something changes, obviously you guys will be the first to know in terms of what's happening with the game itself. And this is what we're dealing with in every aspect of our business. Like we we had to just make the tough decision to um, cancel our summer camps and switch them to a virtual camp. We hope you're all going to the virtual camp because it's going to be pretty cool, let me tell you. So we've been working on that and switching everything onto virtual classes. Cool thing about that, we have teachers that we never could get before because, you know, they're from all over the country. We have some from L.A., some from South Carolina, some from New York, two from New York City. You know, it's like uh, New York City Rockette, someone from Broadway Dance Center, someone from the New York City Ballet, someone from L.A. that's the yoga guru. So we're, you know, we're making it fun and we're going to do camp neat. But, yeah, all our hotels were great enough to refund stuff to us for that mm -hmm. and, the hard thing is we're now, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about this as long as we're all on the phone. We're having to um, build a whole new or buy a whole new software to handle um, this large of a virtual camp and have three classes going at a time virtually. So it's it's been, that's been a learning curve too. You know, we're figuring that out. So, um, and then if, so if down the road it cancels, we'll obviously have options which one would be to move your fundraising and your funds to the next year which would be the easiest for us because of refunds because mm -hmm. it's so time consuming to do refunds <clears throat> um or refund or you know like yeah, we, we, would, we would talk about know. that but going next year is obviously a plan even if your team decides not to go like if your group isn't going you can go um as an individual because it's not really it's not team oriented per se like for the mm -hmm event and things like that everyone dances kind of on their own so it's you don't have to have your team there right any more questions this sure is a great way to answer questions if, and after this you know if you have anything just email me or amanda and we'll try to get back to you right away or or email your director if she's helping your group and then we can answer all the parents through that one director and again we'll mail this we'll email out this booklet again and we didn't really talk about what kind of fundraisers, but um, if you have kind of hard right now too. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's kind of hard to fundraise during COVID. So um, we do have the the easiest fundraiser to do right now would be our, our one that's called 
simple fundraising because you can do it on your phone or on your computer. You don't have to go door to door or anything. So that would be easy. We've had people raise quite a bit of money doing that. So that'd be one thing to do. Okay. Well, thanks everybody. Thanks Blake for chiming in and we're so happy you guys are interested and let us know if you have more questions and have a great night. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Anything But Routine podcast. Be sure to subscribe and if you enjoyed this podcast, give us a five-star rating. For more Anything But Routine content, go to justforkicks.com slash anythingbutroutine.